Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation. It is Sunday night, and you are tuned into Upon Further Review. I am Lavar, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host Katie. What's up? What's up? Happy Sunday! Oh, happy Sunday! This will be our last Sunday for a little bit. Um, June. Cool. I'm going to Disneyland <laughs> until June third. So you got a week off, but um. Of course, uh, just to get a little bit of housework out of the way, you can catch us on Twitter at NewsComicBTR, um, Facebook as well, iTunes as well, and of course we're on our main fan page now over at Wix.com, powered by Wix.com. It's at NewsComicBTR forward slash fan page. You'll find show schedules. I would say you would find host bios, but only two thirds of them. But they'll all be there eventually. Um, but yes, we're all over there. Come say hello, see us, leave a message. We'll get back to you. <laughs> but um, it has been a very busy few days in sports. Heck, it's been a busy week in sports, hasn't it, not? Yes. Yeah. I And I've got to say that's why I love late spring, early summer. You know, it did not feel like that today. Um, definitely hot here in the Midwest. And a couple of things as we uh, as we always start. We start with the main scores that's going on right now. In the first quarter, it is San Antonio uh, beating the Clippers 26-21. That game just clicked, uh, kicking off. San Antonio leads that series three games to love. Are you surprised as I am that Clippers haven't even yeah. made a splash this series? Yeah, <laughs> that's very disappointing. I, I I've got to say, San Antonio, San, yeah, and San Antonio is about to get, I guess, a tad of a rest. But we all know that Oklahoma City is probably about to put the Lakers out of misery. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the other game today: LeBron James, D Wade combining for seventy points. LeBron James had forty points, nineteen rebounds, nine assists. D Wade had about uh, thirty points, twenty-two of them in the second half. As Miami beat Indiana 101-93, that series now tied at two. In NHL action, I don't know what to tell you today. The LA Kings had a chance to go in, advance to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they couldn't get it done. Phoenix. Yeah, they got owned all right. Phoenix blanking them 2 nothing today. So that uh, series is still at 3-1. Phoenix still has a lot of work to do, but disappointing if you're L.A. because you really want to close that out and get some extra at rest home. ahead of, uh, yeah, <laughs> especially ahead of uh, either New York or New Jersey. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Uh, and I was going to skip MLB for a second because there's a lot of that. In golf, I would tell you that Justin uh, – sorry, not Justin. I always want to call him Justin. Justin Bieber. Jason Duffner. Yeah, yeah, no, please no. Jason <laughs> Duffner. <laughs> what do you mean, HP Byron Nelson Championship? You're going to like who finished in second. Dickie Pride. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love that name. 
I don't know why either. I don't know. It's funny, though. It's like Dick Trickle. You know, it's like it's funny. <laughs> um, the Nationwide Series, Nationwide Series in Iowa saw Ricky Stenhouse Jr. win that one. The only Sattler finishing in second. Uh, men's tennis, for some odd reason here, I think it's still ongoing, but Jokovic and Nadal are fighting at the ATP International, BNL, but I will tell you on the women's side, it was Sharapova, Maria Sharapova beating uh, Alina, 4-6, uh, 6-4, uh, 7-6. Now I can go to baseball. <laughs> so there was a lot of that today. And I will tell you that uh, I guess in a matchup, you remember this one? In a matchup of the 97 World Series, it was Miami over Cleveland 5-3 to three today. Josh Johnson uh, only a run in five hits over seven innings. Do you know since that 97 World Series, which Miami won at that time, they were Florida. Yeah. They've got 8-4 and four over Cleveland since then. Uh, it was Detroit over Pitt. Pittsburgh four to three. Max uh, Scherzer fifteen strikeouts over seven innings. Can you imagine if they had let him play the full nine? <laughs> yeah. So Max, Max having a monster fantasy league day. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you have him on your team? Who? <laughs> Max uh, Scherzer, the pitcher for uh, Detroit. No, but I bet he's not available. Uh, yeah, probably not now. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it was Cincinnati five over the Yankees two. That was actually that day at Yankee Stadium, but the Yankees bats weren't working today. The Mets <laughs> beat – I know, I had to get that dig in there. It was the Mets that. over the Blue Jays 6-5. to, yeah, the over the Blue Jays six to five. Uh, Mike Baxter, three hits. Uh, he missed the home run for a cycle. Came nearly close on that one, but uh, Mets over the Blue Jays in that one. Boston beat Philadelphia 5-0. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about this? How about a comeback story this is? Boston Red Sox beat the Philadelphia Phillies today, five to one. Josh Beckett, seven and two thirds inning, one run, seven hits, five, uh, five strikeouts, two walks. But since he got booed, since he got booed, I think he's like two and zero, oh, three and zero oh since he got booed. That's what I told you. You said you were sitting on him and you're tired of waiting for him to start lighting up. But I was like, yeah, you just give him a little bit. But it took the boo birds to come out to get a fire lit under him, you know. Uh. But it uh-huh. makes me wonder if this is same thing happened to Pujols. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was Washington over Baltimore today, nine to three. That's next Baltimore's five-game win streak. I think they had something like uh, nine on the road as well. Uh, Steven Strasburg in that game went two for two with a home run. <laughs> uh-huh. And what did he have? Like nine Ks. Uh, he had eight strikeouts in five innings before he left with tightness in his biceps. So the. Um, Washington Nationals manager, uh, David Johnson, said that even if it was anybody else and even if it wasn't Strasburg, he was going to take him out because when he hears tightness in the biceps, that's a sign to take him out. But Strasburg says he is okay. But, yes, only in five innings. So not, that, not too bad of a day if you can buy it. Yeah. Um, uh, Chipper Jones Day in Tampa Bay and what is his mm. final visit, even though he did not play, uh, Atlanta beat Tampa Bay two to nothing. Tim Hudson pitching a strong seven and two thirds innings. Actually, before that game, and I, this is the only reason I'm mentioning it because of my wonderful co-host. Before the game, Tampa Bay played a wonderful video salute to Chipper, who is a Florida native. Yes. Where was he born? Deland. <laughs> ah, see, I knew I knew you would know that. Um, I know. <laughs> Uh, hey, I got I got a quiz you on Chipper for once in a while. You know, in case he's listening in. Uh, I'm not, not going to dust off the dust here. I know everything. <laughs> I know, I know. 
She's got the tattoo to prove it, folks. Um, Texas beat Houston six to one. Kobe Lewis, two hits, two home runs. Actually, no, sorry, two RBIs. Yeah, two hits, two RBIs. He's the eighth AL pitcher since 1997 to have a two hit, two RBI game. Uh, Milwaukee, whew, killing Kill. Minnesota today, 16. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan LaCroix, two home runs, seven RBIs in that game, 16-4 to final there. Arizona over Kansas City, 2 to nothing. Jeff Francoeur, four hits, still Kansas City couldn't get anything off that. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, Seattle over Colorado, 6-4. Oakland beat San Francisco, 6-2. It was the uh, Padres beating the Angels in 13 innings today. That was 3-2. to two. I will tell you, the Sunday night game, the Dodgers – Beat St. Louis six to five, and I will leave the last game here, just for my own benefit. It was the Sox swooping the Cubs today, six to nothing at Wrigley Field. In that game, the Sox finally reached five hundred. Adam Dunn with his fourteenth home run of the year. Gordon Beckham, Tyler Flowers also contributing. Don't you love that? That's I'm so thing. happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I say that's a very good Sunday when that can happen. A sweep too. It never gets that's old. First Who sweep at Wrigley. <laughs> first sweep at Wrigley since '99, so took long enough, but we got it. So now I will go to this week, and I guess I'm going to start in Major League Baseball. And we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but I do want to bring this up this week because there was another situation that kind of happened that kind of had something to do with that. And it's been quite a week filled with tension between pitchers and batters over this long-time-standing rule of beating each other's star players when somebody gets beat. You know, Cole Hamels actually got suspended for that after he admitted that that's just how it goes. You being our guy, I'm going to be your guy. Back and forth. That's how it goes. So this uh-huh. week there was another situation uh, in the Mets game where, um, you know, it was David Wright's turn to get beat, pretty much the point. I mean, if you guys have been following sports, you know what happened in that game. And Terry Collins, the Mets manager, pulled David Wright before he even gets to the plate. And that kind of infuriated David Wright because he felt that he should take the beating for his team, being as he is the the go-to guy, the, the veteran. Now, I guess I'm going to ask you two questions about this. One, would that be your decision if you were Terry Collins? And two... Should Major League Baseball have a definitive rule about all of this? Should they actually put it in the rule books now that, hey, if one of your guys gets beamed, you've got one opportunity to beam somebody, and then after that, you know, the umpire should warn both benches, and if it happens again, you guys get booted. Should you just put it in there? No. I mean, why? It's already there. You don't want to talk about it. It's going to happen anyway. And it's ever, I don't need to be in the rule book for me to know exactly what you're talking about. Most of the time, they don't hit people on purpose. But if they do hit somebody on purpose, yeah, they're going to do it. Everybody knows that. I wouldn't pull my star player, though. So you think Terry Collins... So you think Terry Collins... You get hit, you get hit, okay, that's it. Next person, you're out. That used to be a thing, too, where it almost... Used to be a thing where the umpires would let it almost go, like two batters or three batters, and then it's kind of like it was kind of like the unfair, like unwavering rule, like somebody got beaten, somebody else got beaten. But then at the 
third guy got beamed, you know, that guy got booted, but it was like, it's no fair because then you know you just can't send anybody, you know, you have to send somebody out there that you don't mind getting uh, ejected from the team if you want to, like, get one back. But it's like, where is it in? But I don't know. But if you were Terry Collins, you would not have pulled David Wright. You wouldn't have pulled your star no. player that late in the game. No. So you would risk no. injury. Well, David Wright's injured every year. You say veteran, he's played like three out of the five seasons he's played because he had leg surgery and back surgery. Which is why. Which is is why, you know, the Mets are doing sort of decent this year. If they stay on track, they should do some good things. So you'd rather risk that. That's what you're telling me. I just want to make sure I'm straight. You would rather risk getting your injury-prone player hit late in the game that meant nothing than... To take him out. Yep. Wow. I am surprised. Not, not really, but I am surprised. I was going to say, not really surprised. Be of all, I hate the Mets. <laughs> okay, if it, okay, I'm going to put it this way. If it was an Atlanta Braves player, and it was in the bottom of the ninth, and you knew Chipper Jones was coming up, and the Braves, uh, oh, I'm going to put it this way. Top of the ninth, um, well, let me put it this way. Bottom of the eighth. Braves are up like 16 to 2. You don't well, even really need to have Chipper out there. Huh? You didn't say what the score was. I don't know anything about this game. I didn't watch this. Well, it was, the Mets were actually up by quite a bit. So there was no need to really risk having your star player out there that late in the game to get beat. I just so don't think that's why. I don't think Bobby Cox would have pulled him. So to me, I wouldn't pull him. So you wouldn't have pulled Chipper in a game like that. that but no. Would have already came out of the game. Wow. Chipper's old. David Wright is young. <laughs> and I would just, I would, I would just for the heck of it, if you left him in there, I would hit him again in the shin, and I would leave him right there. And call it a season. Goodbye, Chipper. Chipper's yeah. a man. Maybe David Wright's too fragile. <laughs> No, Chipper's Chipper's uh He just came uh, back from knee surgery, killing it. Yeah. Well he sat out the today, actually sat out. <laughs> He's forty. On, He's allowed to have a day off. <laughs> Carlton Fisk played just about every day after forty. I guess different players, different errors, I guess. He I is know. a first baseman. <laughs> Carlton Fisk has to like bend down that stuff for a forty year old. You know, that's I know. Me, Gosh, you got to get him some, <laughs> some geriatric meds. Like, like Isn't he the guy who lets the ball go between his legs? <laughs> no. When? That's a very rare thing, though, if it did happen. But Carlton Fisk, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Played every day. You know, Ryan Carlton has barely got a chance to come out there and play. <laughs> Chipper's going to uh, win We'll leave that. First ballot. We'll, we'll leave we'll leave this argument for another day because we've got to move on. But it's been a bad week. The player umpire relations and was finally suspended for and it was now if you want to know for Bob Davidson who was suspended one game for poor situation handling. And this comes kind of on the uh, tail end of Toronto's uh, uh, player this week, also kind of getting into it with an umpire. But I'm putting at this point here, and somebody else brought this up that it's kind of time that Major League Baseball brings together the players and the umps for a summit meeting before all of this gets out of hand. Your commissioner, 
you see all of this go down between player and umpire and umpire and player and uh, manager and umpire or whatever, it seems to be getting a little bit out of more tensious week by week. What do you do? <clears throat> well, I think it's a really good idea to have everybody get together, but I think that's not what would really happen. I think the players would get together, and I think the umps would get together, and I think then the commissioner, you know, would meet with each separately. I think that there needs to be that level of respect for both the player and the umpire, but they are kind of slipping. Yeah. I just, I don't know how you would really handle this. But there were some really bad calls, some pretty bad blown decisions here. But I like when umpires and coaches get into it, managers. I love that. I love when Canelo would lift out a base and chuck it halfway across the diamond and cover the entire home plate with dirt kicking the umpire and covering him with dirt. I think that's funny. I think they're proving their point, and most of the time the umpires aren't calling the right calls. But I like that human aspect of it. I don't want baseball to be lengthened with reviews and K cameras and blah, blah, blah. I just think they need to be held accountable. They're the people in charge. Yeah, and the thing is is that, you know, I think it's good to get this out of the way now before this really gets bad come playoff time and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Uh, well, maybe it, they should clean the things... umpires before they start giving them jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's like you don't want this to happen on the grandest stage, which, you know, right now you have a chance to tweak this. You know, so something yep. I think must be done before we get to a point where it's too late. And I, I do agree mm-hmm. with you on that one. Now, I had a good question about uh, Wrigley Field, which I will leave aside for now, and hopefully we can get back to it. <laughs> because I want to get to the NBA. And after a week of conference semifinal games, we know these four things, as we talked about at the top. The Clippers are pretty much no match for the Spurs. The stuff, well, the Thunder were starting to lose their strong grip on the Lakers. I was going to say, that was written before. before. Yeah, that was kind of written before. The 76ers are giving Boston a rough go, as the series is now tied at two. And Indiana... Well, before today, it looked like they were poised to pull off a big upset, but now not so much. Which mm-hmm. matchup has you surprised, and which is a disappointment? Well, I think surprise and disappointment in the Clippers. I thought they would put up a way better fight than the grandpas on the Spurs. And they look well, like they I, had game three. I, I, I have no words to describe how disappointingly upset I am <clears throat> with the Spurs. I thought they were going to do really well. I mean, yes, it's granted they're going to be playing the number one seed right now, but I just can't can't wrap my little fingers around it. But Thunder came back, and I was so pumped last night. I could, I didn't think they'd come back from that thirteen deficit. I didn't think they could, and they came and they spanked him. And then, as much as you talked about Kobe, and we'll get back to that. It, it's I just, somebody's going to stand up for the team and be the leader. I'm going to blame Kobe. I'm not going to blame anybody else. Well, he pretty much threw, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it now, he pretty much threw Paul Gasol under the bus the other night, um, particularly in the way that the game ended. Now, granted, Paul Gasol did kind of cause a turnover that led to Kevin Durant's three-pointer, but you but can't really blame him the for the play. Kobe passed the ball to a wide-open Gasol. He should have shot yeah. it, sure. But if Kobe's going to pass the ball, Kobe then has the responsibility on his shoulders. He's the playmaker. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because trust me, Michael Jordan ain't passing that Scotty Pippen to make the three. <laughs> yeah, he ain't passing no ball. <laughs> and that's what, as much as he's saying nobody's playing with all this assertiveness and I'm not, they're not tough enough and blah, blah, he missed ten shots in that final quarter. Yeah. I, I just and, hope yeah. man up, man up, King. I, I think after their loss, <laughs> their next loss, I think they are pretty much going to break apart the Lakers as you know it Dismantle. now. Uh, the only thing that will be left will be Kobe, maybe. <laughs> but I think yeah. just about everybody else is gone. If you're not the yep. Kobe's good side at this point, you're pretty much gone. <laughs> yep. Uh, before their loss today, <laughs> this is why I hate doing things ahead of time, uh, talk a little bit of NHL real quick, but the Kings are still breezing through the Stanley Cup playoffs. At this point, are they the best number eight seed ever? I don't know about ever, but I think they're pretty stinking good. They didn't really show it today. It was a really crappy game, and I was watching it, and I was watching it, and I was like, I guess I'm going to watch the Pacer game. <laughs> <laughs> Switched over, huh? Couldn't even stay yep, to make I sure could... the Kings came back. I wanted to make uh, sure, yep. They didn't, so I changed I... it. I'm close to putting a crown on the king. Should they win the Stanley Cup, I do think that they would be the best number eight seed Absolutely. Um, they're pretty doggone close. I agree with you. It, yeah. Not counting today. They've been pretty dominant throughout not counting today. the playoffs. Number one. Yeah, yeah we're not, so we definitely don't want to look back at that one. They've been pretty dominant throughout the playoffs. I did want to get to a quick NFL question this week, and it is concerning Drew Brees. And I've been a little bit disturbed this week, and I'm sure you've been following it as well. And, you know, it's a telling sign. Uh, <laughs> and I look back now at what I actually wrote, Katie, but <laughs> I'm so wrong. Uh, but it's a telling sign that, you know, it, it's something that Drew's been through before. He's been through this out in San Diego. But this time he kind of has a vested interest in the community, unlike in San Diego. What do you see happening with the Drew Brees situation? Do you think he would be in all the right places to say, hey, I'm not going to play for you guys until we get a chance to talk about this contract. Where do you think he's going to take the high road and pretty much play through this year and then wait until afterward? I really don't think he's going to cause a scene. I think it's pretty crappy that they franchised him, but he's got a whole lot of money with that tag. Yeah, but <laughs> this is where the butt comes in. I mean, it's nice, but it's still kind of a slap in the face. You know, Peyton Manning gets a huge contract from Denver, and Peyton Manning came off of numerous neck surgeries. And here is someone who pretty much arguably has, or not arguably, the has been the best quarterback. Right has been the best quarterback in the NFL pretty much since about 2006, 2007. Yeah. And still, the best that they could do is a franchise tag. And I know they've been through some issues here over the last few weeks. You've lost your manager, uh, I mean, your coach, your general manager, and, you know, you got some players who are going to get suspended from this whole Bounty Gate deal. But out of anything, anything that's going on, wouldn't common sense say, hey, out of all the negative stuff that's going on, we need some good news. 
let's go out there and let's sign our leader, a person who's been in this community, and so that, you know, people don't think or people can't just give up on us this year. If we got Drew Brees for like the next, you know, four or five years or however long he wants to be there, the people will still come. I mean, they'll still come, but they're going to be very disappointed in management. They're already but, disappointed, and if they don't keep the guy that has the best record in football, most touchdowns to over, uh, interceptions, I just I can't imagine why they would do this right now with all of this yeah. happening. I just don't understand. Yeah, I, I, you don't understand it, and I don't understand it. And I was like, hey, it's kind of like the Bears with Matt. It's like the Bears with Matt. Well, and I was just going to say the comparison. I don't think it's the same. I know it's not the same, but if you have a young, great player like Matt Forte who has the stats to back up what everybody behind him or what's getting paid more than him has not done, don't you think it's kind of fair to your good young running back that he deserves at least something close to what he's asking for? Or at least we could sit down and talk about this and be fair in terms of market value? Don't you want to – I mean, for a team that doesn't have a, hasn't had a franchise running back in over 25 years, I think you want to be fair about that. I would think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that it's fair by any means, but I'm saying that I don't compare Matt Forte to Drew Brees. I know you can't. I know quarterback and what he's done. He's got a Super Bowl and everything and the record and the 5,000 yards. I'm not comparing it that way, but, I mean, just for everybody else so that they know how much of a slap in the face that is, it's kind of like that. You know, somebody who's done a lot for your organization who has worked their tail off, and yet you still slap a tag on them and you don't pay them really well. I think if anybody's tuning into this show, I think they understand. Yeah. So I know you all I'm a little irate about it, but... We've got a couple of minutes left, and I'm going to give you the pick of the final story here. Would you rather talk about Wrigley Field, or would you rather talk about Usain Bolt? Um, I don't think we need to talk about Wrigley, because I think it is ridiculous. But let's talk about Usain. (laughs) Uh, Well, what I was talking about with Wrigley was there was a Wall Street Journal article that pretty much said annihilate the place. You have to read it. It's pretty funny. But Usain Bolt ended his six-month relationship with a Slovakian fashion designer in order to focus on the upcoming Summer Olympics. A news report suggested Bolt's breakup with Dubika Slovak, 28, was because of his desire to repeat his double gold world record Olympic performance in London. Of course, he swept the sprint events in 2008 and set the world markets in each race. So it's close to him told the uh, Sun newspaper he will have plenty of time for relationships. At the moment, he's concentrating on his running career and doesn't want anything to distract from that. Now, uh, long story short, they, well, he was criticized as native Jamaica paper for kissing her, who is white, and of course we say both is black. And they also criticized his choice in women. Internet commenters angrily reacted to it, but uh, I... I think it's a little bit of both of why he's doing what he's doing, but even then, isn't that the silliest reasoning I think you've ever heard? Or is now you're an athlete, you've been an athlete. I'm gonna put it out there. The relationships come second when it comes to sports. I think if it's your job, yes. This man <clears throat> I mean, you've had girlfriends, wouldn't you consider that girls are distracting to whatever else you're as you're doing? Don't they wanna take the up time? I, <laughs> you're trying to back me into a I'm corner. I'm a girl, I'm not going to go there. No, no, no I, I know that. But here's the thing. If you are smart enough, 
<laughs> and we only get a couple of minutes. If you're smart enough, you will know how to balance both. <laughs> I don't think that I don't like it that way. time to balance. I think it's time to run <laughs> and run really yeah, freaking fast. But if she was like understanding, really and I, can understand she, I can understand if she said, hey, Usain, I want you to hang out with me instead of running. I can understand that. But if she did How do you know she did I said, I said, I can understand it. I said, but if she did not, if she did not, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hold on. If she did not, I think that's the silliest reason to dump somebody so that you can focus on something because if they are there for but you, But even if she doesn't say it, she might mean it. You're talking to a girl. Sometimes it's like, no, honey, go out with your friends. I don't care. Go run for so horses. I don't care. I love you. We care. I don't know. We care. All right, Usain. <laughs> Props to doing what's care. right though, man. She was cute, if, but he needs to go win some if, gold. And if he doesn't win any gold, everybody's going to be he, laughing at that because they're going to think. If you ever be like, well, if he doesn't win up. these races, I will never again watch the summer games. Mark well, my words, man. Yeah, we just less than sixty seconds, and like I said, this will. Uh, pretty much good for us for a week. We will be back on June 2nd. Anything that you want to add real quick here in the closing 60 seconds? I'm going to shout out my sister for buying her first pair of cowboy boots. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeehaw. And at that point, we will be right at that point. The clock on the wall is telling us we're out of time. We're so going to get in trouble for that, but more so you because you mentioned it. Play my co-host, Katie. I am LeVar. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. See you in a couple weeks. weeks. Bye. <laughs>